Huddle Up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Hey, everyone in, let's go! Huddle up on three! One, two, three! Huddle Huddle up. up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. minutes to go and a pucked up Dan Holtby watching a bad bounce out of the corner and a shot and a save made by Braden Holtby oh my as Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner and Washington by a whisker still on top with 159 to go my goodness Braden Holtby off the face off the Capitals have won it Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is, the return to glory. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We did it our way, baby! We did it! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast, live here on YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope. And it is Tuesday, October the 6th, 2020. We are glad to be with you live. If you're following along with us, give us a like, give us a share. We'd appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, me and Sean at the moment. I don't know if Dave jumps on. We will uh, get him in here uh, as well. But we've got tons to talk about this week, including trying to get back on schedule and college action is heating up, but first make sure you follow us on all of our social media at Huddle Up Podcast. Uh, you can see all the uh, all the links there. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as uh, our shows on uh, all podcast platforms, including Spotify and now Amazon as well, so make sure you do that. Uh, make sure you check out our home network, NGSC Sports, and of course the sponsor of the show, Arena Apps, Arena Eats at arenaeats.app, and we are Glad to be with you. Sean here is uh, with us as well. Sean, how are we doing tonight? Uh, well, I mean, it, a little bit hotter this week. So uh, we're right back to Florida for October. It has uh, been a balmy uh, high 80s kind of a uh, couple days here in uh, the start of fall. So uh, weather-wise, not quite as enjoyable for me. But, um, you know, and obviously sports-wise, we've wound out of a couple of my sports. And now we're... You know, just kind of uh, trying to wade my way through football season. I'd call it fantasy football season, but none of my teams have shown up yet. So uh, we're hoping that season starts real soon. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, uh, well, I know in, in the league where I'm commissioner, I think you 
and you are looking to possibly hold on to that last place belt. Yeah, it could uh, be back to back first overall picks. We're really trying to start a new uh, start a new face to the franchise. We're not sure we found him. We might just have to uh, might just have to start from the bottom up again. I was going to say because you're you're definitely you're definitely there. Definitely emphasis on uh, on the bottom. But uh, you know my teams are they're hanging in there. They're doing all right. Scored a lot of points this week. Look, I've always said it's always easier. It's always easier to keep looking up if you're if you're laying at the bottom. So you know it's always just the way to. You're not way to, uh, way to make sure I'm looking up at all times. You're not wrong there, Sean. So let's uh, let's jump into it again. If you're following along with us here, uh, make sure you uh, you can interact with us. Leave some comments, and we'll get to them and uh, and, and make sure you uh, give the video a share, whatever platform you're you're following us on. We'd appreciate that. Uh, we did, we had a question of the week this week, Sean, and and obviously the the big news we we talked a little bit about it. Uh, on last week's show was uh, obviously Tennessee Titans had some positive cases. They continued throughout the week. We saw their game last week uh, get postponed. Today uh, was two straight days where they have had zero new positives, uh, which is a good thing. Um, and if they have a they have a third one tomorrow, they'll be able to reopen the facility. Hopefully, get back to action because uh, for the second week in a row, we have a titans game to predict uh and, and last week obviously the game against the steelers never came to be um but the, the the question of the week i put out there we had a couple um we had a couple responses on uh, our social media was should the nfl pause or cancel um the season based on uh based on the the, the outbreak with the titans of course then we saw a what turned out to be a false positive with the saints uh cam newton had tested positive almost kind of derailed the chiefs and patriots but uh, they they got through okay, uh, and and played the game last night. So it's it's uh, as we talked about all year, whether it's college, whether it's NFL, whether it's all these other sports, it's it's kind of a fluid situation. Um, and for me, you know, I I don't necessarily think that that one team having an outbreak that, or or at least a small outbreak that they were able uh, to contain uh, should necessarily cause the season to uh, be canceled. Um, but if, if it begins to get out of control, that that's where the league has to kind of, you know, even if it's simply, and I think the, the first step would be to pause. I don't think you should go from playing the games to canceling the season like right away. I, I think you should give it time to breathe a little bit and, 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 you know, give it, give it a week, give it two weeks, uh, have the teams kind of lock down their facilities, uh, you know, really try and, and hammer into their players. Like, look. You you can't you can't uh, not follow protocols. You, you guys have to stay on top of this. If it, if it gets any worse, we're going to lose the season. Um, so I think, and it, but right now it seems to have seems to have have, have calmed down, and it, and, it, and it would appear that um, everything should be on board now. Again, this can change on a daily basis, um, but it should you know it should be okay to to, to move forward. Uh, into this week, but but the league had a scare here, and and uh, you know how would you, Sean, if you you were in charge, if you were in the Goodell chair, how would you you know kind of address these situations? Well, I mean, number one is, I mean, they, they, people say you don't want to err on the side of caution too long, but you also don't want to overreact because uh, people look at the short term and they say, well, this could get worse. Um, but if you're also going to look at the long term. 
um, could also get worse. So, like, if you're going to suspend a season or put a halt to things uh, for one team, maybe one, and then those couple scattered cases, you say, whoa, let's pause, you take a few weeks off. Well, then in three, four weeks, two teams have a hole, uh, you know, and then and then it's, it's you know, well, you did this last time. Is it going to be the same reaction? Are we going to reconsider? Uh, at least at this point, they haven't tipped their hat to, to how they're going to react to it. Um, it seems to have, have calmed down for them. Now, it would have been a very different game if uh, any other players in the Chiefs or the uh, Patriots organizations beyond one had, had tested positive. Um, sounds like theirs were kind of more, more fluke cases as opposed to uh, what seemed like a very concentrated uh, outbreak in Tennessee. Uh, and for me, the interesting thing going forward is not so much should we have stopped, should we have done this. I think it's going to be what, um, because of the rumors of, of some protocol um, situations and breaking protocol in Tennessee, and that maybe being the cause of this outbreak, uh, you're putting a lot of lives and a lot of dollars at risk by doing that. So, so if you can get to the bottom of who broke what protocol, what that means. And if you can't, if you can't pinpoint who left, who went where, which you should be able to with the social tracing, um, uh, even if you can, I think the team ultimately is going to get um, just at a team level should get something um, just to send the message out there to these teams. You know, this is serious. Like this is our livelihood. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of people even outside of our team that work in these stadiums that, um, that put a lot of stuff on the line to make sure things are safe. And, um, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, so I, I think you're going to see some kind of over the top looking uh, fines and uh, I don't want to say like suspensions, but maybe yeah, I, I, I don't know where they'll draw the line, but but I'd like to see something pretty severe. Yeah. And I mean, you, you saw uh, I don't know if you saw like on Twitter and stuff, it, it looked like the Raiders had had a situation of some, uh, you know, some some fundraiser events or some, something like that where there was, you know, multiple players and personnel. Uh, at like a dinner, no masks on, anything like that. Um, you know, so luckily so far, and again, it's so far, um, the, you know, there hasn't been any positive cases with the Raiders. So, um, but yeah, you know, and I think the league even had had, had said that, you know, potentially uh, teams may face fine suspensions uh, or potential forfeiture of games because of, uh, you know, it, it, for violating protocol. And, and you know, the, if that's what it takes to get control of this thing, then quite frankly, as a fan who's been enjoying, um, you know, the watching the NFL and using it as a distraction from uh, from life right now, it's uh, it's been well worth it. Tyler here uh, in the comments, team should uh, be fine, just like players and coaches that aren't wearing masks. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, like we've seen that with the NFL. Uh, you know, coaches and, and people on the sidelines that aren't aren't wearing masks um, have uh, have faced fines because it's 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 a league rule. So, um, you know, the, the league has an opportunity here to take, um, you know, take a situation that that could have been, quite frankly, could have been worse. And and obviously for the for the players and stuff that uh, with the Titans that were affected, you know, we haven't heard of anything, um, you know, really severe in terms of uh, symptoms or anything like that. So that's a good thing. Um, but you know, it could have been a lot worse and, and, and the league has to learn from this and the teams have to learn from this and, and, you know, hopefully it, it, it doesn't become, uh, doesn't become more of a problem than we saw here in the last, uh, seven days or so. Well, yeah. And those fines to those coaches and guys, people on the sidelines kind of where, you know, it, it hit me that this could be a pretty severe if they've, if they have 
exited uh, what semi semi bubble they're in. If there have been anything that um, the league hadn't approved of, uh, I think I think you're going to really see them come down uh, pretty hard, just based on how hard those fines were and how careful I've seen the sidelines be about. I don't know if it's just wearing them or about being filmed with them. Uh, but I've seen a lot of folks making sure uh, that that mask is on uh, on the sidelines since those fines went down. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it seemed to have worked. Um, David on Twitter said that, the, that they should cancel the season. Uh, Ryan hmm. said that uh, at that point, and not our Dave, another Dave. <laughs> right. Um, Ryan had said that uh, only one, one game, uh, which at that point then it became two games, uh, had been rescheduled. If it becomes a trend, then look at canceling, but not – uh, not until that point. So, um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it was just it was one one weekend, one game. Um, you know that that had to be moved later in the year. Luckily, with the with the uh, Patriots and the Chiefs, they only had to move it one day. They got that game in last night, Monday night doubleheader. I'm never going to complain about that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know they they kind of have dodged uh, dodged the bullet there. Tyler again says the league needs to hand down some punishments. If it gets too bad that there needs to be more drastic. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's don't what... worry, Tyler. I think I think they're coming. I, I think it's just a matter of getting to the bottom of who's responsible for what and what that responsibility was, uh, and and then ultimately at both a team and individual level. I think you're going to see some people get get the book thrown at them pretty hard here. Yeah, and I think you know the the first set of of whatever whatever punishment comes, whether it's a fine to to a team and the players. Uh, or anything like that. I think it's going to be a situation where, um, you know, that the, the first round of punishment, the league's going to say, "Look, um, let's just use the Titans because they they were the first one to really yeah. get egg on their face." You know, this is the punishment to the Titans. If there are some, you know, more issues in weeks five and six and beyond. The, a harsher punish, punishment will be handed down to any teams that violate further. Like, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, if a team has a, has a first problem, they'll get the first problem punishment. I think that, I think the punishments are going to get harsher regardless of who are, who are the teams that are causing issues. Cause the deeper you get into the year, the more, the more things are at, at stake. And the you know oh, yeah, the, you're you're invested for them. like you you yeah. you've now put more people at risk you've spent more money and and you need yeah. to get that return yeah hundred percent so so I think it's going to be um, you know for this week the punishment would be this anything beyond this it's going to be that and then and then so on and so forth like the the league could kind of hand you know put out a memo like punishments are going to get worse every single time there's a problem regardless. Of if it's your first infraction, second infraction, or tenth infraction, it's just going to get worse and worse. So um, yeah. hopefully the teams uh, get put on notice. So uh, thank you for those who uh, responded to. We're going to move on here, and we're going to stick in the NFL. We're going to start with our NFL pickums um, first, and then we will uh, then we'll go back to the college world, uh, and we will start like I like I pick four games as we always do, uh, and we are going to start Sean in. Uh, in Chicago on Thursday night, the uh, the three and one Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, uh, and man, you know it, it really kind of cracks me up, like just how quick, like writers and people on social media and everything like that, 
are ready to have those Tom Brady's done. You know, the you know, Tom Brady's he he's dead, he's done, uh, it's over. Uh, you know, they're 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 so ready to write those uh career eulogies for Tom Brady. Like he throws a pick six, everybody jumps in on it, and then Tom Brady reminds us um with what five touchdowns later that he's not not dead yet <laughs> oh yeah and and tom uh with that pick it was you know it, it didn't look good uh things were grim and who else but the chargers could take uh take a situation they had right before halftime and hand tom the opportunity to get just one and and from there it just it just snowballed into and and it was a pretty beat up supporting cast i mean lost oj howard in that game um, you were already down, uh, Chris Godwin, um, you know, they had a lot of guys that wound up pretty dinged up on that offensive side of the ball. And, and Gronk was asked to be on the field a lot. Didn't even use him a lot. Only a couple of targets. Um, so you're starting to see him kind of make, uh, make men out of some boys like he used to up in new England. So it's people down here are pretty excited. I would say so, but they travel, uh, they're a five and a half point road favorite, uh, at the three and one Chicago bears. Uh, over and under on this one, uh, 44. This game Thursday night, 820 on Fox and the NFL uh, Network. Um, are the Bears going to go back to Mitch Trubisky? Or, uh, because Nick Foles, uh, not very good. Not very good in that starting role. Like just, yeah, I, I, man. Oh, look at this comment. Tom Brady is a system quarterback, and it shows he is the most pick six of the first four. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, you that's – You can throw a pick that's... every game if you're going to throw five touchdowns. I don't care who who's at the helm. I don't care if it's Trubisky or whatever, but um, – Yeah, weeks, yeah. Well, for, and again, um, people, you know, also forgetting um, new system, new right. receivers, new playbook – um, no preseason, no scrimmages, not a normal camp. You know, Mike Evans dinged up to start the year. Godwin ha- has only played what two quarters in four weeks. Um, you know, OJ Howard goes out with an Achilles injury now. Um, offensive line completely different. Um, you know, it's not. It, it, I'm not even necessarily saying it's a bad offensive line. It is just completely different than the offensive line that he's used to in New England. Everything is different and you're you're thrown into the Wolves. They're 3 and 1 in in what is a hard division. Yeah, and it, it's um you know, it's a scenario where, you know, it's not just a matter of, you know, obviously new system. It's it's a new difficult system. This is a system that, you know, Carson Palmer who wound up thriving in it uh, for many years, his first year or two were huge adjustment years going into this. Obviously saw Jameis Winston never stopped adjusting. Um, and, and just continue to, to make those errors. And, and you know, if, if they don't, you know, bail on Jameis, maybe that time spent, you know, the, the decision-making obviously was a little too extreme to, to avoid. But uh, it's not an easy system to pick up, especially with the longevity he had in his previous one. And like you said, getting used to the guys in front of you. Um, and just things like defensive pacing, like getting used to, you know, I mean, defenses tend to spend on average the same amount of time uh, on the field. Uh, just, just timing and stuff. Um, but, but yeah, that off season, everything plays into it. And I mean, I haven't looked at his numbers in years past as far as touchdowns in the first four weeks. Um, but I'd imagine this, this is up there uh, as far as number of touchdowns in the first four weeks, especially, you know, Bill liked to come out a little conservative early in the year. And with the exception of that Randy Moss year, um, 
it hasn't been a team that always puts up a lot of points, hmm. uh, but they just find themselves on the right side of the scoreboard when, when the game's over. And, um, you know, for Tom to be out here, you know, making this team look um, as good as it has in a really long time, you know, you, you want to give him a pick every game. Uh, you know, hopefully he corrects that if you're the coach. You don't want it to, like, eventually be in a scenario where it puts you on the other side of the scoreboard. But, um, yeah, I don't think – you know, well, here's the thing, and it might there may there may be a game there may be a game or two this year that that he does throw a pick that cost them the game. But the bottom line is, as long as you don't do that um, when the season's on the line, you're probably going to be okay. Like the the best quarterbacks in the world, you know, have a bad game and call, will cost their team a game. The best pitchers in the world will get racked up for for you know ten runs in three innings. Like it is going to happen. Like, you know, even the best players, um, you know, have, have off nights, but, but I mean, for, for him, you know, he, he's, he's currently at 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. I, I don't, I don't care how many pick sixes he throws. 11 to four is a great ratio. <laughs> well, let's be honest at, at four, at four interceptions, you know, you're on pace for 16. If Jameis Winston had only thrown 16, and had the same number of touchdowns he had last year. Tom wouldn't be in Tampa Bay. Exactly, exactly. That's as a three. To, that's it's a, not like Tom's fumbling it like Jameis wants. He's not handing the ball over, uh, and and not all four of those are his fault. So, uh, you know, at sixteen, is that a little high? Yeah. Do I think he's going to throw sixteen? I don't know. I, I, if I had to put money on, I say no. I say I don't think he hits sixteen. But. You know, even yeah, if he throws I mean, he's, if he throws he's forty-five touchdowns he, and they win the division right. or finish second. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Yeah, his his ratio, uh, if it plays out again, the, the, we're, right. we're we're through four weeks, is going to be is going to be forty eight touchdowns to sixteen interceptions. I think Tampa Bay will be just fine. I think, Tom, I think they'll take those numbers. Yeah, if no if, 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 if if Tom Brady throws forty eight touchdowns this year, I'm going to venture a guess that that Tampa Bay is going to be in pretty good shape. Gonna, I would think so. They're probably going to pick some games. All right, let's pick some games, and uh, so I'm going to go with those Tampa Bay. Uh, Buccaneers plus the five and a half. Um, forty-four. I feel like that forty-four number is pretty solid because uh, I don't think the Bears can score a lot. Um, and can they get at this point? They'd like to score at all. <laughs> well, they would. Um, can they disrupt uh, the Tampa offense? I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna. You know, I've been sitting here praising Tom Brady for the last ten minutes. Uh, so I'm gonna go Tampa Bay plus uh, and the over in this one. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I, I thought um, I thought that Bears offense was going to look a lot better under Nick. I mean, I'm, you know, being being a Philadelphia sports fan uh, over the history of his career, uh, I have seen uh, the differences between Nick Foles in a starting role and in a relief role. Um, luckily for a stretch stretch of four <laughs> games, there uh, the starting role worked out for us. But um, but he has had his issues in the past in a starting role. Uh, I'm hoping. Um, but he's also a smart guy, and I think he's a different quarterback than he was when he used to have those struggles. I think you're going to see a better Bears product on the field. Um, you know, you're going to have – I mean, they had some adjustments without Tariq Cohen and, and some other guys uh, on the Bears offense as well. Uh, I think Nick calms down. Unfortunately, it's not against a great defense to try and calm down. I think Tampa <laughs> Bay's defense is going to give him fits. Um, and I think Chicago's defense is going to know that they're going to rise up. So I think there is a chance you see Tom throw a pick, pick number five. And Tyler, don't panic. Uh, it's still not the end of the world. Um, but I think there's a good chance you see one, and maybe it is for six points. Um, 
<laughs> I think it's going to be close. Um, what would we say the spread was? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Um, I'm going to take Bucks to win, Bears to cover. I'm going to think it's going to be a close game. Um, and I think it's going to be right in that 20-ish point range. I think a pick six or uh, some sort of special teams play from Cordero Patterson, something like that. Um, you get teams that come out of an offensive game like that. They try to make that up. Uh, I take the Bears um, Bears to cover, but I'm going to go the over with you. Yeah, and actually, you know what, Sean? Uh, I think I forgot to do these last week, but I'm going I'm to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to just go ahead and give this one Tampa Bay plus and the over. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock, you it up. Lock. lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock on both. Lock on both. Tampa Ooh. Bay. Tampa to win big here. Uh, all right, let's move to Sunday, one o'clock on CBS. The four and Bills are a one point road favorite at the uh, returning from COVID. Fingers crossed. Three and uh Tennessee Titans. Forty nine is the over under on this game. Um, man, this Bills team—they um, might actually be good. They might actually be good, Sean. Um, Josh Allen looks looks. Like you know the 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 the, the crowned guy that, that that they were hoping he would be, and um yeah they're out and they're cruising and they're having some fun and, and they're not even at full strength like they have injuries too so um you know for, for Tennessee they've had a lot of time off if the you know if they can get back to work they're, they're going to be back in in the facilities tomorrow so that leaves Wednesday Thursday Friday that leaves four days of work for the first time in in over a week. Uh, the Bills, uh, I like the Bills here. They're, they're going to cover that one point. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm actually I'm actually going to go with uh, the under 49. I think both defenses are really good. I think Tennessee might stumble a bit out of the gate because they've had this uh, the extended week off with a lot of confusion and stuff like that. So I like Buffalo to win and the under. Yeah, I think this is a tough one to pick. I, th- I think that week off really makes this an interesting one. Probably a lot to do with that one point um, swing. Um, fortunately for Tennessee, it doesn't seem like anybody in in any prime positions uh, really affected by uh, the virus. But um, you're right. I think Buffalo looks real good. Uh, I-, I think surprisingly, uh, everybody's been you know been ready for that Buffalo defense and the pass rush and the turnovers and the and to be honest, defensively. Uh, that's not what's winning them games. I mean, you got a you got a kind of uh, rejuvenated uh, Josh Allen. Uh, the addition of um, addition of Stefan Diggs on the outside seems to have really opened that offense up. Uh, I think they're still trying to find uh, what's going on in their running game, uh, and they and they need to do it. I, I think at a, right now they're still at a point where when push comes to shove, I, th- I think they're trying to ask Josh Allen to still be that running back, and Cam Newton will tell you that that takes its toll. Uh, so I, I think I think um, you know I'd like to see him pick a guy, uh, give him three down work. You know if it's going to be uh, if it's going to be the rook, great. If it's going to be Singletary, awesome. Um, but give a guy some confidence, let him let him carry the rock more downs than not. Um, but because of those kind of not seeing the defense arrive that much, and 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 I have a lot of faith that Ryan Tannehill and and, and Derrick Henry, um, I think they're going to push over. So I'm going to take the other side of that, um, and. You know, I. Why not? I'm going to go with Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee off a long layover. Uh, they're just itching to play football. I think they're going to be excited. Um, now, for my pick to hit, they're going to have to come out and score early. Um, but you're going to see a little bit of a shootout. I think it's going to be uh, Tannehill 
you know, kind of finishing off some of those doubters, and you're going to see Josh Allen. Um, you're going to see the lead change hands uh, a couple of times, but I'm going to take Tennessee and the over. All right, Sean, we got a little breaking news coming in here. Breaking news. Uh, the Seattle Storm are your 2020 WNBA champions. They finished off a four-game sweep over the Las oh. Vegas Aces. So, congratulations to the Seattle Storm. Like I said, you're, tw- you're 2020 uh, WNBA champs. There you go. How about that? Break- breaking some news over here. Um, Vegas coming. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, speaking of Las Vegas. Let's uh let's let's go with the Las Vegas Raiders. They are two and two. They travel to Kansas City, the four and O uh Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that game was kind of a stinker uh last night. Not very exciting. Uh but they got the job done a little closer than I thought. The Chiefs are a ten and a half point uh home favorite over and under on this one. Fifty seven. Uh this one at one o'clock on CBS. Uh I like the Raiders. Um I think that they've um I think they've been playing a little better than, than some people have expected to here with uh is this is this the second or third year with Gruden? I can't keep track of the number of years. Um let's let's say second, unless we get unless we get corrected. We'll say second yeah, maybe year. Maybe somebody'll put it out there. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's the second year. But I lose track. Yeah, yeah. Um but uh you know they they've looked pretty good. Um, you know, obviously at two and two you want to see that that uh, record uh, lean a little bit further into the win column, um, but I think the Chiefs are, are, are just—they're just too good, and and they, they didn't have a great game last night. Schedule got a little disrupted, but but they're they were home this week. They're home next week. Uh, shouldn't be too much of a problem for them. I think the Raiders can cover that ten and a half number, keep it close, rivalry game. Uh, but I like the Chiefs to win, and I'm gonna go. Uh, 50, 57 um i'll stay under i'll stay under i you know, I, I just I, if it if it goes over i think i think the chiefs win and you know they they best that 10 and a half margin uh so i think the raiders will, will keep it close and we'll keep it under yeah i think last week you saw a chiefs team face a um what for the first time in a long time is an underrated patriots defense um, you know, people had question marks on the offensive side of the ball. And I think with the transition to Cam and now a replacement scenario, I think you saw a lot of uh, focus on that offensive side of the ball. But let's not forget, there's a lot of players in that defense that opted out. And this New England Patriots defense uh, has been forcing turnovers, a lot of three and outs. Uh, they're not giving up a lot of points. Uh, so so for the Chiefs to come out there and still slowly but surely make a pretty decent spread out of that. And, and it still kind of became a statement game, I think, for them. Um Let's not forget who's on top of the AFC and, and, and move on with our day. Now, because of some of that sputtering and uh, just, you know, I, I think the game plan, you know, with it being, um, being Pat Mahomes and being Andy Reid and just kind of having watched the way he plays, I think he's going to want to get that offense in gear. Uh, and the Raiders just might be that uh, scenario. It's a chance to play at home. That's a whole different ball game. Uh, for the Raiders, I think if it was in Las Vegas, I might kind of be with you. I think the Chiefs are going to win this one extremely handedly. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, flashy. I think you're going to see a lot of speed. Uh, and I think the Raiders on offense are just too banged up to keep up. Um, they are going to put points on the board. Uh, I, I could see that happening. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the over, and you can put a lock on it. Uh-oh. That's lock. Lock that one up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. 
lock it up. Lock. And you can lock it up. You can lock it up. All right. And our final game uh, for this week, the 3-1 and one Indianapolis Colts are a three-point road favorite at the 3-1 and one Cleveland Browns, who I think actually just, just scored another uh, touchdown uh, against the Cowboys. Yeah, I heard Dallas gave up another one. Just, yeah, there's – yeah, it's, yeah, just gave up gave up another touchdown uh, another to the Browns. <laughs> Good God, that was bad. Um, forty seven and a half over under on this one. This one at four twenty five on uh, CBS. If you haven't picked up a pattern over the last couple of weeks, uh, CBS, aka the uh, the AFC, that's where the better football is being played right now, folks. Sure uh, is. Um, because uh, at least you know, the more competitive. I mean, obviously there's some good teams in the NFC, but there's also some really bad teams uh, in the NFC. Um, you know what? I, I like the Browns a lot in this one. Uh, I think the Colts being favored is a little bit of a slap in the face. I think the Browns are, are a really good football team. Uh, great pass rush. Uh, Secondary is not too you know not too shabby either. Yeah, they got torched. By Dak, they just give up 500 yards. But I mean, the, the Cowboy again. The Cowboys' passing offense is the best in football right now, statistically speaking. Um, I mean, it also helps their numbers that they're playing from behind or in a shootout every week. Uh, so they don't have the option to feed Zeke the football uh, like they probably want to do, like they did Week One. So, um, but yeah, great pass rush. I think Baker Mayfield and that offense is clicking. Uh, whatever issues he had with with Odell Beckham last year seem to have been resolved. So I like the Browns here plus, uh, and I'm going to go the over over 47 and a half. I mean, the, again, I, I think I mean the Colts defense probably better than the Cowboys. There's not any defenses worse than the Cowboys, um, but the, the Browns are going to move the ball. They're going to score points. The, the Colts are going to have to try to keep up. So I like uh, the Browns here to win outright and uh, obviously cover and uh, over the 47 and a half. Okay, uh, well, duly noted. Um, I'm going to come out here and just absolutely disagree with everything you just said. <laughs> um, uh, because you're right, I, I do like the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I like them especially for what they did to Wrong, Dallas last sir. week. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> I especially like uh, the Browns for what they did to uh, the Cowboys last week. But Naturally. Um, but let's not forget um, that they were playing Dallas. And I mean that in the most sincere, <laughs> how do they keep embarrassing themselves? Way the possible. most literal sense possible. Um, I mean, there's sometimes when I watch Dallas' defense on the field that I feel like they could just line up six defensive front and like no one else. And it would the same thing would happen. It would just yeah. give you more time to come back then because yeah. no one would try yeah. to tackle. Um, 36 and a half points. They give up per game points per game. That's unbelievable. That's with um, that's with the Rams only scoring twenty on them week one. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that Rams wasn't that high scoring. So. No, it was the twenty seventeen. Um, having said that, uh, you have you have a Cleveland team that for that's coming off a big high, and you should. You went into Dallas and you beat a team people didn't think you were going to stack up well against, um, and all you had to do was keep up, and they did that. Uh, Baker's played incredibly well. Um, but it's still Baker Mayfield. I'm still not a true believer, and I think this is the week he may get exposed. I think Indianapolis's defense um, is one of the best in the league. I, I think um, you know the fact that Philip Rivers hasn't had to be Philip Rivers yet uh, is the reason why they're winning games. <laughs> uh, Phillip, they're not asking Philip Rivers to go out there and sling balls and, and win games. They're asking him to just 
Uh, be smart, play it safe. There's a reason T.Y. Hilton stretching the field hasn't happened yet. Uh, they haven't had to. And um, I think that defensive front for Cleveland is good. Uh, I'm not super sold on their secondary. You're looking at a Cleveland team that is three and one. Um, however, uh, it's a Cleveland team uh, whose three wins uh, came against the Bengals, the Redskins, and Dallas's defense. The Washington. I'm, I'm, the Washington. I always say Redskins, probably because they're still just the Redskins to me. Yeah, um, but it's going to take time. Team. The football team. Uh, the football team. Um, either way, uh, your only real test test, in my opinion, as far as a defense, was against Baltimore, and you only put up six. Uh, you've also lost Nick Chubb. Obviously, uh, fellas in relief did pretty well. You do have Kareem Hunt, uh, which is nice. But with Kareem Hunt in the field, you're going to be, in my opinion, you're going to be asking Baker Mayfield to use more passing formations, and I think that's a mistake against Indianapolis. I think defenses do come to play. I don't think uh, Indianapolis is forced to score a lot of points to beat them, um, but I think you're going to see the flash and the speed uh, slowed down quite a bit. I'm going to take Indianapolis, uh, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, because I think both defenses are going to keep things, and both offenses. I think they're going to play it fairly safe, and it's going to be kind of a low-end shootout, uh, <laughs> kind of a who's the last team with the ball kind of game, and That's I think fair. it's going to be Indianapolis. All right, Sean, we are going to pause here quick for a uh, quick commercial break from our sponsor, and we hope that uh, everybody will stick with us. On the other side, we have college football to predict, as well as a check-in on the Major League Baseball postseason and the NBA Finals. Stick with us. Huddle Up Podcast. We'll be right back. Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome back to the Huddle Up Podcast, live here on Facebook and on Periscope and YouTube as well. If you're joining along with us, we appreciate that and hope you're having a great week so far. I want to give a shout out to Anthony DiStefano of the uh, Rant Foundation podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Rant Foundation uh, for the new logo and the new branding here. Uh, absolutely spectacular work. Uh, basically, all I said to him uh, was, I like the feel of the play like a champion today sign, and he ran with it. And, uh, and we absolutely love it. So again, thank you to uh, 
to Ant for that. And uh, and and yeah, you can follow them again at Rant uh, Foundation on Twitter. So, Sean, we're getting back into uh, the college football action. Not a game that we are going to pick because I try to keep it uh, for the most part. Now, there's one game uh, that is an exception, uh, and that is the uh, Red River Shootout. But uh, our Irish back in action this week against Florida State. And I had a friend of the show, Ernest Christian, who's a Florida State guy. He did, he asked me earlier today, he goes, how ugly is the uh, Notre Dame-Florida State game going to be? Uh, and I said, well, um, I would probably assume Notre Dame's going to win by about 20 or so. But maybe he'll get lucky. Uh, I think the spread on it's Notre Dame by like 25. Uh, I said, maybe Florida State will get a little bit lucky. Notre Dame coming off the... Uh, Three weeks off, they had the COVID and all of that. Uh, maybe it'll be closer to a ten to fifteen pointer. <laughs> oh, we got to get you unmuted, Sean. You know, uh, yeah, I get um, you know, I get the Florida State feed on my radio uh, down here when I'm driving around on the weekends sometimes. And um, man, if their announcers' um, just demeanor is anything close to the demeanor in the Florida State locker room these days. Uh, I don't see any reason they're going to be up to play this game. I mean, obviously, you get a chance to play a, you know, ranked opponent, a high-ranked opponent. You, you know, you want to go in and prove you can be somebody. Uh, so maybe that's the that's the selling point. Um, I think twenty-one is factoring in that lag. I, I feel like they, like twenty-one. It should be like thirty. Uh, I mean, man. I, I mean, Miami put a put a licking on them. I, I just I, I don't see a lot of scenarios where Florida State's within that 20 unless Notre Dame does come out uber slow. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking more that 25, 28 points. I mean, kinda. come on, come on, Sean. Florida State had that great – They had that great come-from-behind victory against Jacksonville State this past week. <laughs> thing sucks! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I, I was watching – like, like that game, the fact that they got back in it is impressive. It the is. The fact that Jacksonville <laughs> State is embarrassing. Uh, so it's kind of one of those. Can you even? Really, I mean, I guess you celebrate it because you got to celebrate the wins that are there. Uh, so, right. You know, go out there, have a few beers. Um, may, as, may as well not social distance because you're not going to affect anybody <laughs> else's good time. Say so you're not the the, the oppo- You're probably not going to get anywhere close to the opposing team, so it's not going to matter. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're not tackling them anyway. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let it, let it, let us start though with the Red River rivalry. I did say shootout earlier. I think that's what they used to call it. Uh, number twenty-two Texas against one and two Oklahoma. Oh boy, nobody could have seen what has happened so far uh, with the Oklahoma Sooners. They, their football team reminds me of the Sooner Schooner from the other year when it just toppled over. Uh, it just brutal. Is that that schooner? Uh... It got on the field at least. Well, that, that's that's true. the difference. The difference is that one at least made it out. Uh, made it out past the band there uh, for for a brief second. Uh, I don't think uh, Oklahoma just just has not looked like Oklahoma, and and um, at this point they're just fortunate to still be a two point favorite in this game, at least according to my spread. Yeah, I, I have one and a half, so it's right right around there on that line. And if, you know, if I'm Texas, this one at noon uh, Saturday, the over under seventy two and a half. So. It's a Big 12 special. <laughs> um, Should have said it at 90. Noon. This one, of course, at the Cotton Bowl. This one is on Fox. Um, if I'm Texas, man, and not that Texas is really anything to write home about. Um, and, and obviously, you know, we were talking in the preseason when we're predicting of who, who might end up in the college football playoff. 
I think at that point, the, the Big Ten didn't look like they were in play. The Pac-12 didn't look like they were in play. Um, but the prospect of, of a potential one loss like Notre Dame or Clemson, if that loss is to each other, um, is getting a lot richer with, with the, what's happening in the Big 12. Um, I mean, the, the, the Pac-12 or, or Big Ten champions going to have to get through perfect and convincing uh, to get in because of the short schedule, especially the Pac-12. I mean, you're going to have – if you have a margin of victory less than 10 in any game, you're probably not going to sniff a, uh, a college football playoff. Um, but if I'm Texas, I'm taking this this being a, being an underdog. Uh, to me, that should be bulletin board material enough based on what we've seen out of Oklahoma. I like Texas here to cover. I like them to win. And I don't care if it's 72-and-a-half, 172-and-a-half. Uh, it's the Big 12. I'm taking the over. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I mean, I think Texas is licking their chops here uh, on this one, and and, uh, and and why wouldn't you be? Uh, I mean, the only downside for Texas is you can't catch them by surprise because uh, they're surprised. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they didn't expect to be in this point. Um, uh, downside for Texas is I still think deep down inside Oklahoma is the better team somewhere, uh, and um, and I, I, you know I think at this point. If you're looking for a way to salvage a shortened season and, and you know, kind of get your things turned around, this is going to be a, a heck of a get-up game for them. Uh, I think Oklahoma turns it around. I, I think Oklahoma gets the wheels spinning. I think uh, I, I think the offense starts clicking. They got they got way too much talent for it to keep carrying on. Uh, and, and, I, and I think Texas – I always like trying to pick Texas in this game, uh, but usually they're the, they're the underdog, and, and unfortunately they're not that dog in this fight right now. Uh, despite what the spread says. So I'm going to take Oklahoma to cover pretty easily, uh, but I'm with you. There is no way in this game I'm taking the under for – you couldn't You couldn't pay me to take the under. You could place the bet for me, and I, I still just be like, you just – if it wins, you just take it. That's <laughs> just, yeah, just – Bet Juju to bet the under in the Big 12 and win. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move uh, to some SEC action. Number four, Florida there, 2-0. and they're a six and a half point road favorite at number twenty one, Texas A and M, who are one and one. Fifty eight and a half is the over under on this one. This one also three big games at noon this week. So I hope you have uh, some extra screens handy or tablets or something uh, ready for uh, this Saturday in college football. This one Saturday at noon on ESPN. Uh, I like Florida here, Texas A and M. Uh, they kind of hung with Bama a little bit, uh, you know, on, on Saturday, but Bama obviously picking up. Uh, the victory. Um, so I think I might take Texas A&M to cover the six and a half. Um, and at 50, 58 and a half, the SEC loves to score too. Like I, I remember it wasn't a f- much more than a couple of years ago that the SEC was lauded as this great defensive conference. And we see these SEC matchups going for 60, 70, 80, 90 points. Um, so I'm actually I'm going to go the over uh, on this one. I'm going to take a high scoring game uh, between Florida and Texas A&M here uh, in a shootout, but uh, Texas A&M to cover the six and a half. Florida wins though. Yeah, this is um, this is a tough one for me because I, I coming out of the shoot I had uh, A&M being a pretty uh, solid dog in the SEC fight, and um, I, I don't think that the loss to Alabama necessarily means anything. I don't think anyone expected them to win that game. Um, but there's just not a lot of track record for either team. Uh, and, and Florida does look real good. Uh, so, you know, it's real hard to pick against them. But I think that 21 in front of Texas A&M uh, is a low number. 
I think when all said and done, they're going to be uh, a little bit higher than that. Um, but the downside is, is it's going to take a while because I, I think you're right. I think Florida comes out here. Uh, it's kind of a chance for them to make a bit of a statement um, and say, you know what, we're not, you know, we're, we're here. Um, as another uh, team in that top five uh, struggle in the playoff, I'm all for A&M proving me wrong. Uh, I think it's very realistic to think it is. Uh, but you're right, it's going to be close, um, I think, for most of the game. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take the opposite, though. I'll take um, – I'll take Florida to cover and win. Uh, I'll take them by the by the full touchdown there. And uh, um, I guess I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go over. I, I feel like it's going to be push, 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 and then Florida pulls away. All right, let's move. Uh, noon on uh, Saturday on ABC, number 19, Virginia Tech 2-0, and number 8, North Carolina also 2-0. This one, uh, North Carolina is a four-point favorite. 58 is the over-under. Uh, on this game um you know virginia tech wants to make a statement of of who they are and who they're going to be in in this uh acc i think um i think that this saturday is a great time to do it um you know i i don't think either of these teams are truly going to compete for the conference title this year just because of it being uh just the number one and number two team and because notre dame is in the mix this year um so in a way i kind of feel bad for these teams but uh um, you know, I, you know what, I, I'm going to go, might, might go a little bit of an upset special here. I like Virginia Tech to cover and pull the upset, uh, over North Carolina. And, uh, I'm going to actually take the under, I think, um, if Virginia Tech is going to win this game, they're going to have to, uh, control the clock, control the game, keep, uh, North Carolina's offense off the field a little bit. Uh, so with that, I'm going to go, um, Virginia Tech to, uh, pull the upset and the under of the 58. Yeah, I, I was I was dreading picking this game, and, and I didn't know which four you were going to – which handful you were going to throw at me here. And, and uh, uh, that A&M game and this game were, were two that I was just <laughs> dreading picking because I, I, I think this one you had like some canceled games and some postponed games in their schedule, and it just – it didn't give me a lot to go on. Um, I think Virginia Tech's a real good team. Uh, I don't know that they're – going to even wind up in the top 20 when it's all said and done. Um, and, and I and I think that trip kind of out of it starts this week. I, I don't think North Carolina is a top 10 team either. Uh, I think they're they're a bit inflated right now. And, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, I could see your pick making it on this one. But I, I personally don't think it's going to. I think North Carolina takes this one, kind of hangs around in the top 10 a little bit longer before getting deflated themselves. Uh, I'm going to take North Carolina to win and cover. And, um, man, 60 is a high number. Um, I'm going to stick with you, though, on the under. I, I don't think either team's going to put up enough against each other to hit that mark. And uh, and, and we'll, we'll keep it under with you, but but I'm going to take the other side of that coin. All right, very good. Then we go to the SEC, number 14, Tennessee, who currently holds uh, tied with Air Force and uh, only Air Force because Notre Dame had to uh, postpone a week. <laughs> Uh, but with the longest winning streak in the country, nine games for the Tennessee Volunteers. They're two and zero. They go into number three Georgia as a uh, who is a twelve and a half point uh, home favorite. Who is also two and zero. Forty four and a half is the number on this one. Three thirty on CBS. And honestly, you know, and and this is not discrediting Tennessee or or I think even over inflating Georgia. But if you if you look at 
12 and a half points for Georgia, 44 and a half uh, as the over-under number. That should tell you everything anybody actually believes what Tennessee is. Um, and they're on the upswing. I'm not going to pretend that, that you know, they're the same team that was, what, three and nine a few years ago or whatever they were. But they're also not – they're not to the, the to the top of the SEC yet. They're they're building on it. There's something is you know kind of special happening with the Tennessee Volunteers. They're not going to beat Georgia. <laughs> they're not going to cover twelve and a half. Uh, Georgia's going to win this one. Um, almost was my college football lock, but we'll get to that in the in the next and final game. But Georgia plus, and I'm gonna I'm actually going to take the over, but it's going to be more on Georgia's side. Uh, than than uh, Tennessee. I, I don't think this one's going to be very close at all. Yeah, and I was somebody that going into last week, um, you know, thought thought that Georgia game was going to be a little closer. So did uh, I. I thought, yeah, I thought uh, I thought Bo Nix was going to be able to get something going, and eventually got a little bit. Uh, and by a little bit, I mean like yards, like not points. Um, it was Georgia made a statement last week. Um, do I know that Auburn's better than Tennessee? No, but do I think they're about the same caliber squad? Yeah, I think that they're pretty close. Uh, and I think that Georgia's going to do exactly what they did uh, to Auburn. Um, this is, again, um, in Georgia. Uh, that is not good for Tennessee. Um, I think if it was a chance, if you, I mean, if you were up, you had to drive up to Knoxville and, and, and kind of let that be the, the place to go, maybe I swing – uh, a little bit that way um, as far as uh, the point swing goes. But I don't see any reason why this train's going to stop here. Uh, and like you said, that that strange uh, – when you're looking at 14 and a half – because I'm looking at 14 and a half points and 43 uh, for the over-under. So you figure if you got a spread like that, not only does it say what people believe in Tennessee, I think it's a statement as to what Georgia has proven themselves to be. It is going to be hard to move the ball. It is going to be hard – to 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 get uh, to stay on the field, and it's going to be um, very hard to stop Georgia when they decide to run the ball. Um, I, I'm going to take Georgia to cover. Uh, I'm going to take. Gosh, part of me just wants to take the over because I think Georgia's just going to score all the points to go over. I, I think they're going <laughs> over. Uh, maybe Tennessee gets a gets a quick swing somewhere in there, um, but I think it's all Georgia. They're going to hit the over mark. And it's going to be pretty much that lock that as long as they keep winning, they're going to be in that college playoff. Uh, and I'm going to make it my college football lock. All right. Sean's locking it up. You lock better it up. lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Uh, now we're going to go to my game that will be my lock it up. And I'll hit the button in a minute. It is number seven, Miami, Florida. They are 3-0 and uh, at number one, <laughs> Clemson. Uh, who is also three and zero? Clemson fourteen and a half uh, point home favorite. Sixty one is the over under line on this one. This one's a night game. It's like the third week out of five that uh, college game day is at a Miami Florida game. But I, uh, spoiler alert, probably going to be the last time. Uh, Herb Street's buying in. Analysts around the country are buying in. This one's seven thirty on ABC. Uh, people are buying in on Miami, and if and if. Anything's been proven over the past couple of years. Once 65% or more of the sports analysts world start buying in on Miami, 
sell, sell, sell. It's going to get ugly. It's in Clemson. Miami is going to get railroaded out of that uh, out of that stadium. Clemson plus over. Lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, I um, I went with the more flashier of the two. I think <laughs> uh, this was the one where I'm like, is it even worth locking up? Is anybody putting Miami in the case? Do we need to? Is anybody trying to steal this money? Like. Um, I would assume some people are, and I, I think Miami's, uh, I'm not going to say I'm bought in as much as all these, uh, sports writers are. Um, but I'm very interested. Uh, I think, um, and, and I should have said it in the last game, I think, uh, Tennessee being good and being competitive is good for college football. I think Miami being good and being competitive is good for college football. Um, whether you love them or hate them. Oh, absolutely. hundred uh, percent agree. Two schools that uh, you, you, you want to pay attention to and, and you hope people are paying attention to. I think Nebraska is one of those teams too that like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nebraska should be in there. Like, you know, te- teams UCLA that have fallen away because obviously, you know, your Michigans, your Wisconsin's, you know, Ohio State's teams that are up there year after year. But yeah, teams that traditionally have been great that, that aren't. And I mean, it's the same thing with Notre Dame. Like those years where. Notre Dame was, you know, four and eight, three and nine, six and six. That's not good for college football. No. You know, and, and I think, you know, you're starting to see kind of a resurgence in UCLA and you're seeing some of these other programs that are turning around. SMU back in the picture looking great. Having said that, um, welcome to reality, Miami. Uh, Clemson <laughs> is really, really good. And, um, uh, you know, short of a miracle, I mean, Miami plays a strong defensive game. If you can somehow keep Clemson from scoring a lot of points, at least you have the chance that a ball bounces your way a couple dozen times and uh, and you're still maybe looking at a touchdown <laughs> deficit. I, I don't see a lot of scenarios where they win this game. I'm hoping these people buying in don't just jump ship right away, um, but you will be in a few weeks. Um Give me Clemson on a landslide. Uh, I'll take him to cover too. Clemson over cover. Clemson. <laughs> if uh, if I'm Miami, I'm just I'm just leaving that turnover chain in Miami. Like yeah, just, no, just just don't bring it. You're, it's probably not going to find its way out of the case anyhow. Certainly don't book a hotel room because you're just going to want to go home. Yeah, just just get there, get your ass kicked, and and then go home. And it's move gonna, home. It's gonna it's gonna be safer that way. All right, Sean. Just a couple more things here before we close out. Uh, checking in on Major League Baseball, the uh, ALDS. Uh, we are in the ALDS. Your Tampa Bay Rays uh, and the New York Yankees, the Houston Astros, who shouldn't even be in the playoffs this year, but that's another story and another time. Uh, and the Oakland A's are your two American League series and National League. You got the Dodgers and the Padres. And God, I love those brown and yellow Padres uniforms like those are just spectacular and uh those Miami Marlins who have never lost a playoff series uh and the Atlanta Braves are your NLDS currently uh the uh the series we got uh in the top of the fourth the Rays beating the Yankees five to one the Yankees leading that series uh one game to none the the Padres and Dodgers uh, ready to start. The Braves beating the Marlins today, nine to five, uh, and the Astros beating the A's two, uh, two or uh, Astros beating the A's five to two. Uh, so Houston leading that series two games one. Yankees up one to nothing. Uh, Braves up one nothing, and then of course game one for the NLDS is uh, tonight. So Sean, who do you think 
um, is going to advance to the ALCS. Um, you know, the Rays with the Rays leading here, and uh, I think the, these series now are are these best of five now, or are these best of seven? I think it's five. Best I, of I five. Round, you're looking at. Um, yeah, you're looking at a best of five series, I believe. Uh, so if the, if the Rays can hold on here, and obviously there's there's you know uh, a handful of innings left, but if they can hold on and get the win here, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna hold hold strong and end up uh, eliminating the Yankees. Uh, as much as I don't like it, uh, because like I said, I don't think they should even be in the postseason this year anyway. Uh, I think the Astros are going to finish off uh, the A's. I think it's going to be hard to win three straight against this Astros team. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Marlins over the Braves, Sean. The Marlins have not lost a playoff series. Uh, let's say they don't start now. Um, and because of their sweet, sweet, sweet brown and yellow uniforms, uh, I'm going to go with those uh, San Diego Padres to eliminate the LA Dodgers. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously my picks are, are pretty dead. I had the Rays um, going to the World Series with you. Um, I may as well just hang on to that. I, I, I mean, it's just something about drawing that Yankees this early that just tells me, I mean, the Yankees aren't going to go away quietly, uh, you know, so um, – you know, that makes me nervous. And, and, and uh, there's a big part of me, you know, going out and from the AI, just watching Houston, you know, kind of be in there and, and, and be a part of the whole thing. Um, I mean, I always felt, you know, the whole cheating scandal, Houston's good enough to probably have won those World Series without cheating. So it was probably. kind of one of those, you know, with that pitching staff, I've always been a big fan of uh, Houston. But you're right, there's no way the A's come back from uh, down 2-0 on that one. Um but I'll take the Rays with you. I got the same two coming out there. I do have the Padres with you with the same upside. I don't know why. I've been staring at that series, and, and I mean, I, I said when I took the Cubs last last week and had the <laughs> Cubs going in the World Series, I'm like, why didn't I just pick the Dodgers? And I think it's just because I don't know. It's just until they until they do it, um, I have a hard time betting on them. And and um, I think the Braves uh, kind of made a statement. I think this might be the one that gets away from the Marlins uh, in game one, the, the, the Braves in comeback fashion, coming back to take that one. And, um, yeah, I think um, I think I'm going to take the Braves uh, to go out there and play the Padres. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe you get to see the Braves in the World Series, but I'll tell you next week if we get a chance to pick <laughs> it then. So for now, that's as far as I'm going. Hey, uh, looking at it, like through the first round, there was only two series that weren't sweeps. Yeah, uh, San Diego was was two to, and I go those were only best of three as well. But uh, San right. Diego was two to oh, one. Yeah, and I, and and I used Oakland to defend two the best to one. of three uh, with the play in, you know, the wild card games. I was like, why don't they make these best of three? Because you know, really, well, one it throws off your pitching rotation for the next round. That's why it should be a best of three. Um, but uh, yeah, looking at that, um, I, I think the trouble is you get you lose that first game. And the momentum all swings one way, and it's real hard to take that second one. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's just kind of what you're seeing, um, especially with playoff teams uh, that have just kind of starting rotations that build off each other. I think it's real hard to take that second starter when the first one got you. Uh, and maybe maybe uh, even if they stick with the best of three, you'll start to see that as a trend uh, going forward. Yeah, I, I've just I've never liked the one game. I've never liked the one game play, and I, I, I yeah. thought it. I've always thought it. You know? Was a little bit goofy, especially the way that like like baseball's always structured as a series, uh, you know, as a series game. Like I, I just don't, I've never understood why, uh, you know, why you did that. But uh, it is what it is. 
Uh, and then finally, Sean, the NBA Finals, uh, the Lakers currently leading the series two games to one, uh, and late in the first quarter, they're leading 25 to 20 over the Miami Heat. Um, you know, watching what the what the Lakers did uh, to the Heat in games one and, and two, I thought, man, this thing's going to be a real quick uh, four-game sweep. Just give it to the Lakers. It's like Kobe magic and, and all of that. Um, but the heat, man, and, and, um, you know, my, my, my pal, uh, Ernest, uh, Ernest Christian from the, uh, earnestly speaking podcast. Um, he, you know, he's a, he's been a long time, uh, heat fan and, you know, he's, he's said on his show for weeks, like if there's anything this Miami heat team has, uh, it's heart and they're not going to quit. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, they, you know, they, you know, come out and they, they win uh, game number three. They're kind of hanging in here in, in game four. Um, I mean, I think this one's pretty critical. If they're gonna if they're gonna want to hope to uh, pull the upset here, I think they're gonna have to uh, survive and and, and win, uh, come from behind and win game number uh, number four. Um, but yeah, you know, I still think the, I still think the Lakers are gonna win this series. Um, I, I just think that that they're the better team. That they're, they're playing with just something extra. I mean, you you have and the Heat are down a couple of guys as well. Um, but but the Lakers obviously with, with everything this year you're, you're um, in, kind of in the back of their mind I think they're 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 playing for Kobe it's it's, it's just they're on a different level and, and it's not taking away anything uh, the, this incredible run that the Heat have had uh, but I, I think it, it truly is the Lakers year yeah um, you know it, it looked that way I mean I'm not surprised to see the Heat win a game um, but if, if if you talk about critical games in an NBA final I mean. The Heat can't afford to lose one at home, uh, so if, if there's any opportunity to win on your home floor, you got to do it. Because, <laughs> I mean, you, if you're going to try to to win more than one in LA, when um, for all intents and purposes, uh, Kobe's Lakers are in are in the finals, you know, Godspeed to you. But um, yeah, I, the Heat are the Heat are a young team, uh, and and you know, with that, I mean, they're very coachable. Uh, Jimmy Butler has really taken on a. a a kind of leadership, but also teammate kind of role, uh, kind of that guide uh, to help pull them through. Um, and it's it's kind of fun to see, but uh, you know, of course, as a Philly sports fan, uh, when you when you when you are pulling for the Sixers, uh, Jimmy left. Uh, so <laughs> Jimmy uh, Jimmy no title, uh, at least not this year. Um, you got your win. Congratulations, you beat the Lakers in the finals. Um, Sixers couldn't do it with Iverson. <laughs> uh, couldn't couldn't overcome uh, more than one. So um, neither can you. Uh, it's going to be a four to one, four to one uh, series final. Uh, and and uh, I don't know. It would be uh, be kind of fitting. I'd like to see the Lakers uh, do that at home anyway. Uh, so maybe that was the gift from Kobe uh, how, to be able to do how it back ma- home. How many times can uh, can can a Philadelphia uh, watch? somebody leave their team and go go win a title somewhere else uh, it's bound to happen a lot of people leave so you know, that's it's only true that, that matter of time um so by the way uh things i missed in this show the one big thing i missed i look forward to saying was we were building up that bears uh the bears bucks game uh it's the nick Foles tom brady rematch uh and it looks like both of us have tom brady getting the better of the nick Foles tom brady rematch um, yeah, I still wish Tom Brady would have gotten the better be of that surprised. first one. <laughs> People thought Nick was going to lose the first one too, so don't be surprised if we're both wrong. <laughs> um, 
I, I, yeah, and I, well, I certainly won't be as surprised as I was uh, in February two years ago, uh, for sure. Um, but uh, Sean, unless you got anything to add, let's uh, let's close this thing up and get on out of here. Yeah, I um, I don't have anything. I'd say um, you know, just just keep enjoying the sports, enjoy football while it's here. Hopefully, we get a full season. I think um, I think it's just kind of starting to heat up, and um, and I think that that little scare is behind us, and, and teams are more aware. Uh, so don't panic about that. Uh, again, don't panic about Tom Brady. Um, but by all means, um, keep keep rooting against him because because he's he's all for that. Uh, but you can follow me at uh, Sean Shine State uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow me right here uh, on all of the tags that uh, Big Jim's about to tell you in a couple of seconds. And um, yeah, glad to see you guys every Tuesday. Have a good week. Yeah, it's been fun. Obviously, follow us on social media. You can see it right there in the live video uh, at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Huddle Up Pod. You make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and all podcast platforms, including now Spotify and Amazon uh, Music. Make sure you check out our home network, NGSC Sports, and, of course, our sponsor, uh, Arena Apps. You'll hear the ad here in just a second. Uh, but until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre order, express pickup, and in seat delivery. How do you place your order?